Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 135. That's 135 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. We are your DMV Sports Podcast. Give us a listen, download our show. You will find it wherever you download your podcast. You can see the little chicken crying with the DMV shirt. That is us. I am Todd, joined as always by Jerry. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Well, we have a very special episode today. Episode 135 is going to go down in history, Jerry, is a good one. Because we got multiple special guests today. Virginia Tech is in the house. That's right. That's right. We got the uh, we got the boys from Tech in the house today helping us out. So we've got George and Ryan here. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? I'm George and uh, I'm Ryan. So they're going to impart their uh, wisdom of, uh, of sports knowledge upon the Wings, Beers, and Tears world. Um, and George is going to help us out with our Caps preview that we have been promising for some time, and we're almost there. We're about a week out um, from Caps pens, um, but I think opening night is actually like next Tuesday or Wednesday, so really excited to see uh, some live puck. Uh, preseason sucks in every sport. Um, and then Ryan's going to break down the uh, the real Major League Baseball playoffs. Round one technically was this past week. All four miniseries ended in two-game sweeps, so we will get right to it because I think you're going to be at Camden Yards tomorrow, cheering on our O's. So we will have, uh, you know, we'll have the, the the baseball preview and see what kind of chance the O's have. So the last six weeks or so of this uh, show, as you've been listening, it's been all football all the time. So we are going to just do a quick snippet of football because that is king. But then we're going to get into our Caps preview and our uh, Major League Baseball breakdown. So let's start. Let's start at the pro level, and real quickly, let's. Uh, I guess we have to mention the disaster that was last night. Uh, your Washington Commanders, two and two, going into prime time at home last night, proceeded to lay a big, fat, stinking egg against uh, the previously zero and four Chicago Bears, and uh, Chicago's now one and four, and uh, your Commanders are now two and three. And last night was absolutely fucking pathetic. That was the worst uh, game I've seen since Rivera came. Um, was it just me or was that the most this is saying something too because this team has come out looking lost before right. that was the most ill-prepared i've ever seen them well when when i was watching i watched it until it went 17 nothing and when I, i'm proud of you for watching yeah, live that long Jerry. when i when i well my daughter came home and she wanted to watch us so <laughs> ah, right on yeah but uh the first three drives look like it when you're practicing and you want the DBs and the wide receivers to get work. So you tell the D linemen, look, just make contact and stand there. Almost like simulated like scrimmages. Yeah. yeah. So you, you feel some pressure, but you're not getting in the way, right? That's what it looked like. It looked like like Chase Young, who is a complete nutter bust, would would approach the tackle and sort of make contact and just extend his arms and stand there. He he did not look good. Um, well, none of them look good. No, none of them look good. No, you're right. I mean, look, man, look, real quick. Chicago has been putting up some offensive numbers the last few weeks. Fields has been playing better. I get all that. They're professionals. They were 0-14. Jerry, I'm with you. Last night is inexcusable in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. And I mean, Justin Fields has four touchdowns, no picks, 282 yards. Uh, DJ Moore has 230 yards. which 230 I, I, and three for my bro. Right. Dude, that's crazy. I mean, that's like... At some point, don't you double him? Jerry, like, don't, I don't you know. say that motherfucker's not beating us? I don't know what their defensive scheme is or was. or, or yeah. I, they're, they're broken, dude. I mean, Magic Johnson calling you oh, out. yeah. And Rivera just stood on the sideline like a fucking moron. You've said it before. He's not a very good football coach. The game has passed him by. He's a great human being, a decent man, a professional. That does not equal no. wins in big business sports. I mean, the clock is now ticking. Oh, um, big that, time. That, this is going to be the game where it, I think it all turned. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I think because Rivera is not firing anyone. I mean, in the last <laughs> in the last four games, they're giving up 36 points a game. Do you know that – did you listen to his presser today? It was it was just a little quick one with the, with the media. <clears throat> he made himself available. And he didn't have to, so I'll give him some credit. But – he literally stood up there and didn't look like he gave a shit. The I don't think he gives a shit. The first question was, are there any staff changes? Oh, no, no. We're just we're in this building working hard together. I mean, Fuck. they came out looking like it was a seven on seven tournament. It was so bad. It was dude. freaking crazy, man. Um, so, hey, my predictions looking better and better. I your they, predictions looking better I said and better. They were a six win team, maybe seven if things go right. And I think I'm looking right. Uh, right now. You know, I, I thought uh, I thought I thought the eight and win, eight and nine wins, know. you know, but no, I'm, I, I mean, it's trending towards yours. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So they're just not that good a roster. 
up and down, up and down. Well, Defensively, they have studs up front. Don't I get don't me wrong. I think they have studs. I think they have oh, pretty good. De- I, they studs. have two good defensive tackles. They have a bust defensive end who's a mm-hmm. big name only. Yep. Right. Maybe it's knee. Maybe it's effort. Maybe well, it's just over. Maybe it's scheme. Maybe, maybe he just. Maybe he just can't. But they're not bringing him back. There's no way. Why would you? No. Right. Um, Sweat's okay. Uh, Sweat's a stud, dude. Come on. If they had studs, Todd, they wouldn't have lost. They wouldn't have got destroyed. They wouldn't. They were going against the worst offensive line in the league. Yes and no. They have no studs. They have two good players and one pretty good player. Studs. They're not studs. Studs are like you called them studs two weeks ago. Well, now I'm taking it back because they look like (laughs) fucking shit last night, and they look like shit against Philadelphia, and they look like shit against. The, the team before. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. no. The, the fact that they're giving up nearly 40 points a game yeah. now for three weeks on end is pathetic. Yeah, I mean, come on, yeah. man. There, there are no – you don't give up 40, 40 points to the worst offense in the league and, and declare anybody to be a stud. Yeah. No, Especially four of them. Okay. All right. Fair enough. They, they were definitely not studly last night. That's for damn sure. Um, all right. So, Commanders – just an epic and utter failure last night. Gentlemen, anything to add before we wrap it's up? It's the beginning of the end, fellas. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we got the stats pulled up here. I'm looking at Montez Sweat with one and a half sacks. Yeah, John, stud. Jonathan Allen with one sack, and uh, that is it. I mean, Chase Young helped with a half sack there. I mean, that's just not good against the Bears' offensive line, which is not good. Fields, I mean, who doesn't why, is Saint Juiced, why is St. Juiced running with more? Like in the second quarter after he's been burnt so many freaking times. Like, is there no safety that lines up directly over top of him? Saying that dude's not fucking beating us. You know what's funny? And this is where I would argue that um, Rivera has zero clue about scheme. One of the reporters today asked him, they said, I think a lot of the big plays were a result of you guys trying to jump routes and be aggressive and get turnovers. Which is true. And he goes, oh, absolutely. You know, and then the reporter was like, well, I'm not finished. He's like, but if you're going to do that, and you're going to have a rotating nickel package, how is there no additional coverage when you have big play guys in the other end? And he, Rivera stutters and then goes, oh, we're, just, we're just trying to make plays. We're just trying to make... I'm like, oh my God, he, he doesn't even know the fucking scheme. I don't think he gives a fuck. I don't and think I so And I've said either. that to you. I saw, you know, I'm not sure he wants to coach next year, Yeah. right? I mean, he's just yeah. sort of holding another fort. Right. But I'm not sure... He's going to make it to the end of the year, and I think Del Rio is fired after next week. And it's not going to be it's not going to be Rivera's decision. It's going to be speaking of from guys that don't care. Del Rio doesn't give a shit. I mean, nobody on that fucking sideline that I saw was like, "Huh, maybe we should change something," right? You know, right. or or getting animated like this is the fucking worst performance we've ever had. I'd be losing my shit. Well, you called it. This is probably the beginning of the end of this current regime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, had the ownership changed, we had the influx of, of energy, excitement, et cetera. You can't claim that it was the fans' fault for being lackluster. It was fucking sold out and everybody was rocking. It was great. It, yeah. it sounded great. And then yeah. Chicago went down and scored in like two minutes. Yeah. I, I like, mean, it was like they got that third and third and long, mm-hmm. right? And they hit that. I'm like, well, that sucks. Then you get it, <laughs> then you get it like inside the 20, right? Third and like 14. Right. And then freaking Moore is wide open in the corner and like, where the fuck is the safety? You only have 20 yards. Like, it's impossible to be that open. Maybe they just forgot where they were on the field. I, I was know. like, whatever. Uh, all right. Ryan, you want to you wanna chime in or are you, are you going to sit this one out? I mean, I, thank God, watched very passively. Yes. I, I had some stuff going on. But one thing that stuck out to me was, I correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was 30 to 20. And Sly had a field goal attempt to make it a seven-point game. And per usual, I feel like it's every week he misses a big kick. You're not wrong. And, I mean, kickers don't have long leashes in the NFL at this point. I cannot believe he's still on the team. I'm with you. Um, Their special teams is a mess. He did blow it. They played better in the the second half, but it was too fucking Well, you couldn't play any worse than they played in the first. I mean, 27-3. That's to fucking crazy. At home to the at fucking, home to the the fucking Ford. Ford. No, 0 and 14 Bears. <laughs> oh, All right. that's the worst loss I can remember. Well, in Fran- in the, for the franchise. Well, Commanders, boo. Um, I root for you because you're my team, but goddamn, you're annoying. Go Ravens. Uh, yeah, go Ravens. All right, go let's Ravens. take it down. Before we get into our hockey talk, let's take it down a level to the college front. I want to get your perspective on tomorrow's big matchup between Maryland and Ohio State. Last weekend, to let everybody know in the podcast world, we were down. We were doing uh, our uh, our recon down at Virginia Tech. Let's uh, go Hokies! <laughs> we were down here with the boys and uh, speaking Elizabeth of no and, offense, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was an offensive juggernaut performance from uh, Tech and Pitt last hey, week. They're getting, they're, but Tech's going to get Tech's going to get 
they're going to get better. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Now it was a good weekend with the with the fellas down at uh, Tech, and um, uh, we had a good time. So we didn't watch the Maryland game; we were following it live. I went back and watched it on DVR. Um, they absolutely destroyed Indiana last week at home. And Jerry, you said they were going to. Kudos to you. Good call. Um, and tomorrow they go to the Horseshoe. They go to Ohio State for a noon kickoff. Um, I told you the line was going to be big, and it's twenty. And it doesn't surprise me, and it's why I still think we're going to get destroyed. It's fucking a steal for Maryland. Anybody with money, we just bet twenty bet bucks on, on this. I don't think Maryland's going to cover. Oh, I mean, I told him to forty-two twenty-one, which I know is close to the cover, but I just think I think Ohio State, I, Maryland may keep it close. Here's the th- here's the thing I was thinking about when I made the bet when I agreed to it with you, Jerry. Maryland has to play damn near perfect just to keep pace with them for a half. They may do that. It might be 17-14, and then all it's going to take is one of those plays where Talia, his eyes get too big for his own good, scrambles when he shouldn't. He's gonna, my, my prediction is he's going to get quote-unquote hurt at some point tomorrow. He is small. He is soft, even though he is a senior and he is uh, so well-schooled, so many reps, so many passes. He's soft, man. He's a little dude. Right. And Ohio State, their D is no joke. Right. Well, of course their D is no joke. There's, they recruit better than almost anybody in the country. Their they D got might a, be as good as Washington. Manders. Well, that's not saying much. Um, I'll tell you this. This is the worst Ohio State team they've had in five years. Right? Because they this is the first team in five years that they don't have a pedigree stud quarterback. Their quarterback, which is the most important position in all sports, um, is learning and maybe average. That may be true. Right? Continue. And I get that he has Harrison on the outside. He's the best player in college football, yeah. probably. Yeah, right? by far. And, and I'm sure their, their, their line is good. they all four or five stars, two deep. Um, and their running backs, they always have just – you put three, and they're better than sure. West Virginia's first, right? Right. But um, they don't – they're not explosive. And I think – Maryland, I'll just keep it simple. I think Maryland has a better quarterback than they do. I agree with that. And so Maryland has playmakers. Um, I don't think Ryan Day is like any sort of genius. I don't think Loxley is any sort of genius. And I think Maryland's athletes can match up with Ohio State's athletes to cover. To cover. Okay. To cover. I'm not saying they're going to go and win. I'm no, just saying the, the, it's going to be close. Everything you just said is 100% valid, and I hope you are right, and I hope Maryland does themselves proud and hangs in there. I've just seen this script too many times with this team and with Loxley, and they will cower as soon as the game gets big. And real quick, I'm going to counter your point about the freshman quarterback and everything else. They've already got big games under their belt this year. Maryland has had a very easy schedule. Of course, yes, they have. And they have not faced that adversity other than shooting themselves in the foot at home a couple times. Right. And this right. this freshman kid went to – he went into Notre Dame, and they beat Notre Dame in prime time. Like, he's not going to be fucking flustered if Jay, Jay Sean Barham comes after him. He'll get a, he'll get a sack, Barham, because he's the best, best defensive player Maryland's had probably since E.J. Henderson. Common opponent. They beat Indiana 23-3. I was about to say that. Yeah, they did. You're right. That was at IU. However, my yeah. counter to that is and, and, that was that that was game one of Ohio State. I, I get it, yeah. and and they were in front of at least twenty five thousand people, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> but I mean, they beat Youngstown thirty five seven. They beat uh, Western Kentucky, who can score uh, sixty three to ten, right? And Notre Dame seventeen fourteen. What I'm saying is, is when they play when they when they play Power Five conferences, they're not blowing people out. You they're are not hundred percent right about the last lack of explosiveness right. offensively. So if yeah. they score forty something against Maryland, that will be something they have not done all year in, right. in Terps, terms of uh, against a, a, a team with Power Five players. Yeah. Right, the, the Terps can score too. I mean, 38, 38, 42, 31, 44. Here's yeah. where I th- what I think you're probably talking about, and it's a concern and possibility that Tua just goes up there and fucking throws three or four picks yeah. because he can do that. Right, yeah, that's in his pedigree. Yep. Right, and but if I'm betting that he doesn't do that, I'm betting that this is the year where he says, "Fuck it, man! I've played against these dudes four times. They're just the same dudes." Yeah, right. You're good, yeah. right? And, and I think Maryland's play knocked better. on the door now. Three out of the last four years playing Ohio. Three out of the last five years playing Ohio State, where they 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 almost you know almost got him at the end. What, so. what concerns me is Henby is not playing very well, and I think he's probably nicked up or something, man. He, he he's just not be. the same dude. He must be. So 
for before we get to the caps, what is our bet? I mean, our best twenty bucks. But what's the spread? 20. I thought it was. I thought it was like seventeen. No, it's twenty. Twenty. Yep. All right, that's our spread. Yes. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. That's for, what I put in the text. Twenty I, I, for when twenty. When I sent that text, I said it is currently right now on on um you know MGM bet. It was it was twenty twenty points. Twenty for twenty. What is it now, George? Just checked it on ESPN. It's nineteen and a half to okay. OSU. Well, fuck that. We had a meeting of the minds thir- three seconds before you said that. So it was twenty. I'm throwing the house on uh, the, the cover. I think we cover. All I'm right, George. I'm back. Right, in so the George and so, George and Jerry are in the cover. So you're, and Ryan, I can see Ryan. I think he's with me. I don't. Your, think your dad is making an emotional hedge. Right, if they cover, hundred percent. If they cover, he's like, "Oh, here's twenty bucks, fat ass." Right, go buy. I'm another such a little bitch. You're hundred percent right. right? But, yep. yeah. <laughs> but if he don't, he get pissed. But he gets twenty bucks. That's right? exactly I, right. I like our scoring, and I don't like Ohio State scoring. I, I don't dislike our defense. However, the track record shows it. it plays well against teams that it should play well against. Well, hey man, go Terps. We will see go you Terps. at noon tomorrow. And that is the end of our football talk for today. I think we just set a record. Not counting the intro, that's fifteen minute, less than fifteen minutes on wow. football. That's yeah. amazing, um, and it was uh, and it was great analysis. Holy shit! The Capitals placed Nicholas Ube Kubel, whoever that fucking guy is, on waivers. And you know they signed him to a one point two million dollar extension. Wow! Year, and they just Carberry says, "Go fuck yourself." Pretty much. Yeah. So he'll what what will happen with him, Jerry? He'll clear waivers and go down to Hershey, yeah. and then he'll be one of the first call ups. So I mean, he probably, he's probably not happy though. Well. They had a ton of young talent at, at, at camp. So, all right. So let's get into. They have studs. Let's get into he our. Loves that, he loves that term. You were the fucking one that used it two weeks ago. You said, and I quote, Jonathan Allen is a fucking stud and Deron yeah. Payne is right there with so him. So what I I'm did. getting. What I I'm, did. I did. <laughs> I did. And now I'm amending it. Yeah, I love what it. I'm getting from it. both of this is you guys both like studs. That, yeah. That's what I'm getting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I like when my team has studs. <laughs> I would hope so. Hell yeah. I don't care. I don't know what you were talking about that, but yes, I want all my teams to have studs, and I want me to be a man enamored with them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so our caps, man, they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be an interesting case study here, Jerry. I I know. You, does Nicholas Backstrom still play? Yes, he does. Fuck, well, yes, no, he does. All right, so I will let George give us uh, some personnel breakdown. I think he's pulled up the projected starting lineup. I will uh, just I'll pipe in right. Real quick, and just say there was a bunch of moves today, and you just brought up uh, NAK Nicholas Albel Kubel. Is he is he good enough to have an acronym? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah, I I really like him, just not in this system. He is a hard nosed player. He he's kind of little. But he throws his body around. Sounds like everybody else in this on the team. <laughs> well, it's 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 kind of the current day NHL. There's yeah. a lot of interchangeable. Parts. I don't like him because I think we have better skill for guys that do the same job that he does. Fair uh, enough. So when uh, it, when is opening night? So for the NHL, I believe it's Wednesday. But for Caps Penguins, I believe it's next Friday night. Oh, we start with those fucking assholes at Cap One Arena, baby. Yep. At home on TNT, it's going to be uh, already getting butterflies. I know, man. All so, right, Georgia, give me the give me the projected lines. So the projected lines. Sorry, I navigated away from here. We are all right. We got Ovi, Dylan Strom, and Tom Wilson as line one. This is according to NHL, by the way. So I yeah, these are all subject to change. Yeah. But this, yeah. this, yeah. And then on line two, we got Milano and Oshie centered by Kuznetsov, and then McMichael and Mantha on the wings of Backstrom. Backstrom, who's my favorite all-time player, and then Protus and Malenstein on the wings of Nick Dowd. I really like those lines. I, I just to go over the defense quickly. I not too high on the defense, but we got Sandin and Carlson. That's Farivari. a great. That's a great. That's a really good. Pair. Yeah, Sandin is going to be a fantasy sleeper. Yes, and Faravari and Jensen, and then we okay. got Alexiev and TVR. I mean. Those are competent lines, at least yeah. by name. They, they, they really are. Hey, it's not like they got Jerry Heidel and fucking throwing <laughs> out in the third line. Like, who the fuck's that fat guy? Right? We got, in goal, we got Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren. Yeah, man, that's good. Those great good. goalies. And then uh, the two main injured players that I see here are Max Pacioretty, who yeah, is guy's a guy's like 95 years he's old. He's a USA legend, but he's out with a, and I believe it's a torn Achilles. Or yeah, it's, he's it's, recovering from a torn Achilles. It's an Achilles. Achilles issue. And Joel Edmondson, who has a fractured hand, which he picked up in preseason. That's correct. I am right. really so, high on And Edmondson, Edmondson is going to be. He's a D. Legit. Yeah, and yeah. he's probably going to be a top four D. Couldn't agree you know? more. Yeah. yeah. So who moved up because he was injured? Alexiev. Yeah, we pulled Alexiev up. All right. Well, But see, Alexiev is ready for some NHL time. 100%. So the injury almost doesn't really He's a crush big us. kid. He is. He's a big kid. And then the, the guy you didn't mention there, so they're going into the season with the, their seventh D is going to be Lucas Johansson. 
right. yeah. is ready for his cup of, of you know his cup of coffee in the NHL. So they've got a bunch of guys there. The, you, you called it, Jerry. Those are competent NHL players up and down the lineup. It's right. not it's not a patchwork lineup by any stretch. It's an interesting mix of of that core. You know, the Ov Backstrom, Kuzi, Oshi core, a lot with of a, old guys with a bunch of young guys, yeah, and yeah. there there are going to be healthy scratches each night that you don't even know who they are, and they want to keep these guys up here, and they want to infuse some of that young speed. The thing that I like this season is we're not going in with this old school veteran coach who's going. You know, I've been around the NHL for thirty years, and this is how we do things. You've got a guy that has his first opportunity as a head coach who just came from Toronto. So he's used to the, the big fishbowl. Doesn't get any fucking worse than the media in Toronto. No, you know? yeah, you're right. Um, he ran the most successful power play in the NHL the last three years. And God knows we need an infusion of energy. <laughs> on paper, on paper, we have a tremendous power play. Like, we can put pretty much any guy in the top nine in any of the top four defense. And in my opinion, we have a top five power play if it's coached correctly. Mm-hmm. If it's coached correctly. Well, is there a play designed to have Backstrom holding the puck for 35 seconds, waiting for someone to break. I can't wait for like game three of the year when Backstrom has three secondary assists and like the worst worst stat in all sports. And I'm going to come in and be like, dude, he had four points the other night and you're going to lose your mind. Yeah, He's going to clear the puck three fucking times and we're going to score because there was no stoppage. (laughs) And he hadn't touched the puck in a minute. I will say this, George, a few weeks back, he was ragging on the secondary assist category. And I told him that the, the king in the history of the league in secondary assists is actually Sidney Crosby. And I was like, and he's one of the greatest I mean, top 10 players of all time. In, in, in junior hockey, that's where I made my living, just sitting, <laughs> sitting back there and just sending saucer passes. It's the greatest stat in the sport. Come so the biggest, the biggest thing that I see, and maybe I'm wrong, is Tom Wilson, right? How does he come back and yeah. how is he playing? He's a, he's a big one. Um, I think it's going to be uh, a team scheme thing if they – they do have a lot of old guys, and they aren't the quickest anymore. No. How does the scheme create fast hockey without fast skaters? It's possible. Teams do it around the league all the fucking time. And I'm hoping Carberry brings that that exuberance and that youth and that energy and brings a scheme where he goes, hey, I get it, Oshi. You're not fast anymore. But you know what? We're moving the puck really fucking fast. I mean, within five games, he's going to be on IR, right? I mean, that's possible. just probable. Right? I mean, he's yeah. one. He's one hard check away from being. But on. you called it. Wilson's a key. How does he really respond? Because last year he was a shell of himself, right. and the and other one is Carlson Co- and Koozie. I, 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 How does Koozie play? Health, as far as health wise, I think Wilson and Carlson are yeah, the two biggest. Yeah. And mentally, mentally yeah. I think it's Koozie. <laughs> Koozie tops the list in the entire NHL. Yes. So one of the key things that I've seen, like it, it's pretty common in all the articles I've seen about the preseason caps, is health is number one for us. Mm-hmm. We do not have a lot of depth beyond our starting lineup. We have young guys, obviously, we can call up, but I don't think any that are particularly NHL ready. And I, I'm going to go back to him, but Sandin, mm-hmm. he, he's one of my... He's, he, I'm really excited to watch him play. He was such such a great pickup last year. He's, he's a young guy playing with another huge point getter. Yep. In my opinion, a multi-time Norris should have won. John Carlson. John Carlson is one of the best defensemen in the league. Well, and, the league. and it, you know, again, these lineups are subject to change. Of course. The game will dictate who rotates through. I, I honestly think you'll see... Backstrom centering Ovi quite a bit, you know, depending on the game situation and, and that like kind Isaac. of thing. Um, but I will say I'm, I'm excited to see this this coaching staff make a name for themselves, see how they blend the the veterans and the youth. And let's face it, guys, we're witnessing the greatest athlete in the DMV of our lifetime in Alex Ovechkin. And he is chasing a record that, again, aside from Cal Ripken's 2181, I can't think of another record that I really was looked at as unbreakable. I mean, and and Ovi seventy three goals away. I remember reading all the record books in uh, elementary school, and it was just like who had the most of what in NHL, and I've memorized it. I know that in my heart, Ovi will break this record. He's seventy three goals away. This is his nineteenth NHL season. I, I he's felt with dealt with two lockouts, very few injuries. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Bunch of, of suspensions. <laughs> but but my God. I mean, the guy's an animal. He I, is. If there's one record that a- everyone wants to see broken, I think it's this one. Ovi's the most deserving, by far the best goal scorer of all time in the NHL. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said, sir. Thank, so thank ac- you. according to Puck Pros, 
Um, they did a power ranking, and they have the Caps listed at 23rd. Yeah. So, so it's bottom to, I guess, bottom third tier. Yeah, yeah. So third. a more local one, I have the Athletic pulled up, and they have us at 81.4 projected points, which would be 25th in the league. So, yep. yeah, we're looking mid to low 20s. So, mid 20. so the expectations are... Fringe playoff team, no playoff team. Yeah. Right. I have a bunch of uh, percentages up here. Our best percent is sixth place in the division. We have a 40% chance of doing getting sixth place. That's the best I see. Who who are the who are the teams ahead of us in the division? I mean, pretty much every Everybody. team at that point. But I, right. I think that the top three are Carolina, New Jersey, and uh, in my opinion, on paper, New York in no specific. Finally, order. New Jersey's good for Todd. Todd, Todd's been pumping you them up that. for like a fucking when decade. When I listen, I hear my dad backing the Hurricanes more than any other team. I think the I Hurricanes. Think they're good, I man. Think they the are good. George thinks they're garbage. I think that they're a guaranteed first round exit every year. <laughs> they're not. Well, they remind me a lot of the Caps they when do. we were good. They do. Right? They do. Yeah. You know, really good regular season, yep. dominating regular season, nice barn, rarely lose at home. Go the fucking playoffs and shit falls apart in the first game fucking seven. Round. Game seven. Game seven to the seven seed. I, yeah, yeah, I spend yeah. seven hundred fifty bucks on two fucking tickets and we're down three nothing before I get to my seat. <laughs> fucking horse. It happens. It happens. Uh, How thing, is Pittsburgh? Good thing you don't harbor any resentment for that. Because Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh seems to be an aging team like the Caps. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're an interesting one because so many predictions have Pittsburgh ahead of the Caps pretty comfortably. Uh, I, I, well, I mean, a lot of that uh, shit is like Notre Dame, Texas, right? right you always right. rate them fucking high until sure. they fall apart, right? Because that's what you do. I right? just think I think Pittsburgh's goaltending is a disaster. It's They've so been bad. bad. It's and so I think bad. if you want to talk about aging, Pittsburgh is aging way more on the blue line than than the Caps or any of the other teams. I mean, that, do they you know, still have that guy who has strokes every fucking night? Crystal Tang. That guy is insane. He's I, I although I grew up a Caps fan my whole life. Latang is one of my favorite players. Yeah, watch. I mean he's Guys a badass. To, I mean but to go through what no he question. goes through. For, for me, Latang isn't a top two defenseman there. No. It's Carlson. It's Carlson and Graves. My memory of Latang is swiping at Kuzi as he's going to score that goal, which is basically our one victory we've had over Pittsburgh. It was great. Yeah. That was a great victory. It was. We all watched that game. On the way to the cup, motherfuckers. Clark, Clark yeah. and I were talking about that the other in the car uh, ride on the way home yesterday. There, there was not a better goal to watch live. I, I <laughs> just want I just want I want Carberry to spread some enthusiasm mm-hmm. to get a fast start. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, obviously the age is going to catch up with you during the season. Sure. I mean, you got to, as Eddie Jordan used to say, you got to harvest your nuts early, mm-hmm. right? You got to get these wins early. So yep. when you have a lull later in the season, you got, you, you have a, some, some, you know, ways to sort of weather the storm yep. and still stay relevant. I think the health and now experience on the blue line compared to last year is a huge upgrade for this team. The names seem a lot better. Yep. And I think that as a result, they're going to be able to weather those, you know, uh, when they have a little bit more poor play at times, I think they'll be able to hold off on the disaster. Um, I will say this. I did read a stat. Kemper and Lindgren are both highly rated goalies. Yeah, they're good. Um, They had very below average years last year, both of them. Um, And I wonder if part of that is because they were facing so many dangerous chances. And I think part of that was the um, instability on the blue line. Yeah. And our inability to, to hold the puck for series and, and push the, the pace in the right direction. And that Laviolette, like mid zone, not trap hockey, but he loves to play in the neutral zone. He loved that, that like 1 3 1 red. Yep. And that just did not work was, for yeah. creating more shots for than against. And we couldn't withstand that, that thing. So I guess my point is if, if um, Lindgren and Kemper come back to that above average goalie standing and our blue line is more stable. I think we should be six, seven, eight points better than last year, which puts us right in that six, seven, eight spot. Right. You know? Yeah. I, and, and Brian McClellan did come out and say, he said, the reason why we didn't move on from certain contracts is, he goes, we feel that this is still a playoff team. See, goes, that's what that makes me nervous. Expectation. That's what makes me yeah, nervous. I don't think we should be striving for the playoffs this year. I'm going to be honest. I, I think You have to every year. I, I know, but I think there's a very low chance we make it. I think if we put all of our ducks into the playoff basket of the 23-24 season, I think that's just not going to do well for us in the future. Well, it's not about putting all your eggs in the basket. It's about supporting Ovi on his run yeah. for, for you know the record, and it's about being playoff relevant come March. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't have it both ways. We listed the roster, yep. and we said it's competent. 
mm-hmm. then you can't if it's competent and better, then you can't expect them not to make the playoffs. I, I agree with you. You got you got to be a playoff team. I'm not saying it's a Stanley Cup team. Nope. But it's you know first round make some fucking noise. That's right. That's it. And if you got a stud like Kemper and Net, we always say it come playoff time. All it takes is that one yeah. goalie, that, that one game where he saves 44 out of 45. Next thing you know, you're up 2-1 as the seventh seed, and you're like, shit, yeah. we can move on. And Connor yeah. fucking McMichael, if you're listening to this podcast, and by our numbers, I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, this is your fucking year, dude. He is. Other than this, you're working at high building supply next dude, year. I got to tell you, know? man, Carberry, Seriously. Carberry loves that kid. I yeah, I hope so. I mean, I love I've been, has, I've been uh, you know. Did you see, uh, have you seen some of his goals from the preseason? Yes. Dude, it's like all over NHL.com. They're like, uh, watch out for this kid. He's but it's, coming, but it's know? time. So, There's no more excuses. I'm with you, man. Right? He's got he, time. I'm with you. He's got time. He's 22. He's got time. He's got time. Jesus Christ, Christ man. Kids, How Clark, much time like 18, do you 19? need? Like, where, are they? So where are they? He's like, been like it with the organization and in the discussion for like seven years, Jerry it seems thinks like. every pitcher is like Steven Strasburg, and they just pitched their first so second year. I got, I got year, some you know? Michael stats here for you. And, uh, they do on other teams. The 21-22 regular season, he played. He got 18 points with nine goals, nine assists, and 68 games as a rookie. That is, in my opinion, underperforming for what we, we expect of him. However, he, uh, when he went back down to the AHL, he had 39 points, 16 goals, and 23 assists in uh, 57 regular season games and 10 points in the 20-game playoffs to help us win the Calder Cup. Great. He's a rec league player. He he can tear Jerry it up. So pissed. He Jerry can tear Hyatt. it up this Unbelievable. year. He's no, kinda, I mean, he might yeah. be the greatest fucking – he might be the, the – uh, what's the fucking Kevin Costner movie? He has the most home runs in the minors. Um What's what's the baseball movie? <laughs> oh, oh, Bull Durham. Bull Durham, right? Yes, yes. He might, he might be that guy, right? Who's the greatest like home run hitter in the minors? And there's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that doesn't help the Caps, right? And we're Caps fans. We're not fucking Hershey Bears fans. I mean, I'm we are. You. I agree right? with that. I'm with you, man. This is a and, Caps and, podcast, and, you're right. and this is his opportunity. He he's now been given the green light. Yeah. He is he is on this roster to stay. He's not going back down because he's going to have to clear waivers and teams will snatch him up. Yeah. He's now an NHL everyday player. I think all of our fans in Blacksburg would agree with me. I, I <laughs> No, I completely agree with you, Boots. I just wanted to bring up, he does have time to, to develop. We should the be NHL. the number one rated fucking podcast in Blacksburg, which is hilarious because I fucking hate Virginia Tech. <laughs> but okay, that's good. But I you enjoyed Blacksburg last weekend. Oh, it's a beautiful there. fucking campus. I, I've never been there sober. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sober for a little while. Then I fell on my then I fell on my chair. That's a that's another that story. Was, that was something. I did not yeah. witness the fall, but Ryan's Brutal. face when we were walking back, he was like, "Shit just went down." Shit just went down. We almost had to get <laughs> fat Jerry him, up. Yeah, it t- <laughs> took him about five minutes to actually fall. It was, it was quite <laughs> impressive. It. All the all the eyewitnesses say it was the smallest. What, what would he call it? The massacre at Chicken Hill? Because everybody <laughs> yeah, was asking right, what Chicken Hill right. was. Yeah, I wasn't that right. we, we were asked that what multiple times. Like yeah. I'd say six or seven if we were in Chicken Hill. Yeah. Which I've never heard of. Almost okay. the death of Chicken Hill. <laughs> All right, so I think it's too early to make predictions and stuff, but you know, I think we get a couple weeks under our belt with the season. Let's really see what the the, the roster looks like on a rotating basis, not on paper. Well, and before we start, mm-hmm. before we we don't do predictions, but general predictions. Mm-hmm. I was playoff say, or no playoff. I was actually about to ask that it's playoff. That, that's that. Georgie. Start. I I think no playoff. Well, then that's not a successful season. I think they're going to squeak in this year. I think they'll squeak in. Too. I think they're going to be I, the I seven or eight seed. So. I think they're going to be that last wild card team that sneaks in, and I think the youth of the roster is really going to benefit from that. Um, the veterans are what they are. Um, there, look, man, if you're fucking Ovi Backstrom, Oshi, you don't want to go through the eighty-two game grind to not make the playoffs again. You know, it gets right. old after a while. It's right. like fuck this, dude. Yeah. You know, getting the shit kicked out of me every night. God damn right, I want to see the playoffs. They don't care if they're a seven or an eight seed. And if they don't make the playoffs, I think they should fucking private pile uh, Nick Backstrom <laughs> and beat him with fucking soap for 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 being an anchor in uh, the fucking salary cap, dude. You got it. It's time to dude, go. I cannot wait until like mid December when Backstrom is trending towards one of his highest point totals ever. I was gonna. Oh, not I, gonna I want Jerry's gonna be so. I want some He's gonna be moving like me, falling in that fucking chair. That's what he's gonna look like. It could have been me and Nick Backstrom. Hey man, he says he's never felt better. I know. <laughs> I want some preseason predictions, Dad. How many points? Give me a range of how many points Backstrom will finish with, and same with you, Boots. All depends on games played and health, obviously. But let's yeah. say he's let's, let's say, say he plays eighty two. Let's games. say he's available for eighty two and yeah. plays north of seventy. Yeah. Okay. I think he's still got sixty points in him. I completely agree. 
45. 45? Okay. Okay. And that's, and for me, is not And terrible. most of them? Assists? Not consequential. I think, he, I think he gets 15 goals, and then I think the rest are going to be apples. Yeah. 15 goals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. That slow motherfucker. Nope. How do you I, think? How many? Do you think All you got to do is stand still when you have a wrist shot like he does. But man. that's true because he does play the play. It does play the power play, he, right? He, he so gets, yeah, he, here's probably gets the most me, minutes on the team. For me, here's the the, the big one, and you brought him up earlier. It's terrible that I say that about Nick Backstrom because he brought me so much joy. But <laughs> for me, the the key to whether or not the Caps make the playoffs is probably a guy like Tom Wilson. And if Tom Wilson isn't north of 23, 24 goals, yeah, I think we're in trouble. I agree with you. Tom um, Wilson is the most important player on the team. Yeah, he has got to score goals this year. Lots of rebound goals, lots of ugly ones when he's getting cross-checked from behind and going down. He loves that shit. So who's our fighter? It can't be him. Who's our fighter? Our fighter? I mean, that's kind of a position that's been evolved out of the game. I know, but eventually... If I, had to say, I, I would say a guy like... I mean, I know he's not terribly large, but Malenstein, he can probably throw. Um, you need, you I, need somebody to be able to step mean, up when things are getting out of Alexiev, he, he'll jump on. He's no, no. more of a skill When guy, he but. gets healthy, it's going to be Joel Edmondson. Well, yeah. He will be, yeah. he will be the be next the guy, guy that's like, for the first you know, four, to, four to six weeks. I, right. I just found that. Yeah, that's yep. four to six. It, but all the guys are, will hold their own. Like Protus, he's what, six... Oh, well, Protus is a monster. Six, five, um, and he's only 22, which I just yep. found And out. what about that big old fucking dude that we got from Detroit in a shitty trade with Mantha? Two, yeah, was Mantha? he? is he still on the team? No. He, Anthony Mantha. Oh, my gosh, he is. Yeah, third line third wing line. with McMichael. He's, he's more of a okay. skill guy, though. He's yeah. not going to throw. He's no, old. but is, is he going to live so, up to any sort of fucking Here's the thing with Mantha, too. He's a funny one because I had written him off. I was, I mean, I, I was going to more psychiatrists than schizophrenics, right? I, absolutely. Um, we talked about it before. What a weird trade. Vrana for Manta. It ended up being a, a complete dud for it's both It's shit teams. for shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I will say this. I had written Manta off last year. I'm like, this motherfucker doesn't even want to be here. Doesn't really skate hard. He's always making mistakes. He takes the worst offensive zone penalties I think I've ever the seen worst. from last year. The and worst. It was lazy like, stick fouls. So lazy. Dude, he looks like a guy reborn. And again, I don't know why or how. And it might he might fizzle out, and he might just completely suck. Maybe again. it's the coaching change. Maybe, but but the bat the best predictor of future conduct is past conduct. And his he's mentally fucking weak, and he just, when things don't go his way, he apparently goes up into a corner and balls up in a fetal position. Well, apparently he and um, Laviolette were like on non speaking terms for most of the year last year. Right after he, he healthy scratched him a couple times, like Laviolette called him in to like pump, and he's like, yeah, no thanks, I don't want the meeting. Yeah, and apparently they just stopped talking. So that, that's never good. Who knows? Yeah, he's been a severe disappointment. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like, well, George hopefully, said, hopefully he can. I mean, if you're on a third line, you're on the third line, right? right. So hopefully, be you can get some production. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna want to see him on power play too, in front of the net. I want to yep. see him get a few dirty goals. I know he's a skill guy, but he's he is. big as hell. He's one of those guys. He moves it's the well. end of a period. Both teams are tired. He seems to be lumbering, and then he pounces on one of those loose pucks, and he's got sick hands. I was I was about I, to say, his know? hands are severely underrated. Oh, he's got absolutely. Hey, Ryan, he's a stud. <laughs> According to fucking Todd. All right, so Here there's we go. our cast. Speaking of studs, we are now going to transition the third mic over to Ryan, who's going to give us a little lowdown. I got to tell you, I have been I've been an Orioles fan since I was a kid because again, as I've said it on this podcast, we're DC fans, Commanders, you know, all that caps, but the Nats weren't around when I was a kid, you know, and the um, Senators were before my time. So growing up, it was all about the Orioles, and they have brought me so much joy in my lifetime. Seeing Ripken break the record, um, just being like a perennial playoff team in the '90s. I mean, they're just they're so much fun. Um, and even the early 2010s when they had a couple playoff runs, that was fun. But this year just feels special and different, and they built literally from the ground up. They went from doormat in 2018 and built the organization back up the right way, and they're a juggernaut. And I'm so fucking fired up for tomorrow. And I know you are, as you're going to be there. Where are you guys sitting, by the way? Uh, we do not have great seats. Oh, who cares? We are up in 388 in yeah, left field. That's fine. It's all about being in, in the building. I and, mean, and you've been to that stadium a million times like I have. There's no bad seat in that no, fucking place, uh, dude. One of my favorite places I sat at a game this year actually was, uh, I think, like the 330s up mm -hmm. the third deck behind home plate. Yeah. Awesome view of everything. It's fantastic. You can still see the field. You can see the game. It's no issue sitting up in the third deck. No. And, and it's not... Uh, Again, Camden Yards is just such a gem, and 45,000 people, whatever it seats, I mean, it gets so loud in there. 
I cannot wait for tomorrow. So tomorrow, one o'clock, it is O's and Rangers. Let's have it, Ryan. What are you thinking, man? I mean, first of all, there is nothing better than Camden Yards during a playoff game. It's unbelievable. Outstanding. I was there for the ALDS game one in 2014 against Detroit, and I was like four years old or whatever. Not literally, but it was was a while ago, and uh, it was just unbelievable. That's when What's-His-Name came in as a pinch hitter and roped that double down the line. That was game two. That was game two, okay. I just missed it, so very unfortunately. It is an unbelievable atmosphere. I mean, it's just great, and tomorrow is going to be insane. And, I mean, I think the biggest thing is who's on the mound for us. I mean, Kyle Bradish just had the best Orioles pitching season since – Mike Mussina. That, see, you told me that. That that blows my mind. I, I can't believe we didn't have somebody in. Like Tillman didn't have a better year in there. I think it, it sounds crazy because I don't think people genuinely understand that Bradish was probably a top three to five pitcher in the American League this year. He had a two point eight ERA, and if I remember correctly, back in twenty fourteen, the last team that team had a solid rotation, but it was guys like Chen and Tillman in the 3.3 to 3.5 range, which is obviously very respectable, but nothing like Bradish this year has been unreal. That's not even to mention, this is a team that was considered their biggest weakness was their pitching. And now two months after that was like a consensus viewpoint. I, I don't know if there's another team whose top three starters I would take over ours right now. Okay. So in terms of starting pitchers, you got to educate Jerry a little bit here. So you got, you got Kyle Bradish as, as our one, and then Grayson Rodriguez is two. Yeah. And then who's who who are they putting in as the third? So they announced earlier today that Grayson was going game two, which I was actually a little bit surprised about because I imagine that game three is going to be John Means. Okay. But I expected actually Means to pitch game two at home right. in front of the deep left field wall as a left-handed pitcher. I'm a little bit surprised uh, they're throwing him down in a more hitter-friendly park in Texas, especially considering he's not since he came back he's pitched very well i think he took a no hitter into the seventh he has a 2.6 era since he came back but he's not striking guys out and that texas like they put the ball in play they hit the ball in the air they hit the ball hard i i'm a little surprised they're not throwing means at home just for the the left field i i actually love your point there because as as you were talking i'm thinking to myself i know grayson's young but he's a son of a bitch he doesn't care i like him better in texas I agree with you because of his ability to get the big strikeout and guys hit the ball hard. Like you said, let's say early in that game three, Texas has a couple guys on base with nobody out. Rodriguez could strike out the side and get, get himself out of the inning means doesn't have that in him. No, he does not. And that's no, nothing against John. Oh, Means, no, who no, no. He's a crafty veteran at a, this point. A stud pitcher, <clears throat> a stud stud. <laughs> he, um, he's just, it's what he's brought since he came back is, a hundred percent unexpected. You never expect a guy to return from Tommy John and throw the way he has. Since I, he came I agree. Back. The velocity is barely down, and he he's looked great. But I mean, so according to Just Baseball, which is pretty much the gospel, <laughs> um, Kyle Bradish is going to start for the O's, and some fucker named Dunning is going to start for Texas. Um, but they expect a short hook for him with their relievers trying to steal game one, but they say the Orioles are clear favorites in game one because Texas, their top two pitchers pitched against Tampa. Exactly. But their offense is scorching. <clears throat> yeah, Texas scores a lot of runs. Um, the, the, the beauty of this O's team, and, and Ryan and I were talking about this last week, is I, in my heart of hearts, I want them to go all the way because it just feels right. Went to, to ground zero, built it back up. Organizational depth is tremendous. They got young young guys all up and down the the organization. It just feels like the right time to peak. But I just wonder if the if the stage is just a little too big for them. And a team like it's funny cuz when Texas beat Tampa, I was like, "Yes, we don't have to face Tampa cuz I hate the Rays pitching staff." But I'm like, "Well, shit. Careful what you wish for in the playoffs cuz every team is good and Texas can hit, man. But this O's team never goes away. They are such a pain in the ass to play against." You know, you're up six runs in the sixth inning, and they're like, all right, let's go, boys. Let's get two back right now. And they do. You know, they're, they're always, always digging. Of course. I mean, the team, they I mean, I, they had one of the best, one of the most one-run wins, some of the most comeback wins in baseball mm-hmm. this year. They 
it's not easy to beat them. And it's not a team full of like guys who are like studs. Like Texas has some studs. Like Corey Seager is possibly the best hitter in baseball right now. He's up there. Yeah. And Marcus Semyon is going to be top five MVP. Um, Adolis Garcia, Josh Young. He just came back from injury. Horrible timing. He's very good rookie. The, the, the offense is loaded. The back end of the bullpen's a little weak. Chapman has, they, I think they've blown 33 saves this Holy year. Holy shit, that's terrible. As a team, which is... Well, good. I hope they blow a bunch more. Actually, awful. you know what? I hope they're not even in a position to blow the save. I hope we just blow their fucking doors off. Um, I will say this, though. This is a best of five, correct? Yeah. Game See, one is the most important yeah, game. Yeah, this worries possibly. me. Best of five, when you're the better pitching team, means less. You know, right. it's where it's, it's deep, the, yeah. exactly it's the seven game series when you can float out that fourth and fifth starter like the Orioles do have compared to other teams. So, yeah, I mean, tomorrow's Jordan, game is massive. Jordan Montgomery is going to be available for two and five. Right. Yeah. Right. So that's bad news for the Orioles. Yeah. Well, could be. Um, it's, I, I think it's this bad. O's team can hit anybody. I'm not worried about that. It's just the lights and the stage and everything. Look, man, Rutschman, Henderson. Are there two more exciting young players in baseball? I don't know. But how many times did you see a young guy go into the playoffs and just go 0 for 12 or yeah. 1 for 13? I mean, it happens, man, you know, but until you've been there. At the same time, you see the Rangers rookie who's played in the MLB for a month, and he's 20 years old. He started off – He, I think he was at one point during that Tampa series 6 for 6 with 3 – or 3 for 3 with 3 walks and a home run. <laughs> and Randy Arozarena a few years ago with Tampa. Sometimes young guys like – they're, it's almost like they're they're so like dumb they don't know any better. They That's a good point, man. Like, you they know, just go out there and they just do they do what they know. They're not they don't know any better than what they do. I just hope the Orioles can play without expectation and loose. That's yeah, exactly don't it. don't don't be the don't feel like all this pressure that you have to win. I will say this: I, I think one advantage that the O's have going in is Brandon Hyde, the the manager. He seems to he seems to get it. Now he was the bench guy. In the, for the Cubs, right when they won the series, so you know, or an assisting you know coach on that team, so he's <clears throat> he's been around a young team that overcame the hurdles and and, yeah. and made it to the promised land. And he feels so. you know he's felt the pressure, mm -hmm. even as an assistant, you're still oh the for pressure. sure. Yeah. Um, and and he's kind of been, I mean, yes, uh, Elias has been the architect as as the GM, but Hyde has stuck with this team when they weren't good and they were young, and he knew they were going to lose ninety games and. His demeanor really hasn't changed. He right. just he looks the part of a baseball manager that's ready to win it for me. You know, I, I think Brandon Hyde is practically on his way to earning a statue outside of Camden Yards at this point. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love the optimism. Brandon Hyde was Jerry. We're getting him on every week. He and, and George bring is, the optimism. This is not his nature. <laughs> <laughs> this is good for you. They're maybe, squashing your pessimism. Maybe, maybe for the Damascus. I just remember the Damascus baseball team. His predictions were not as glowing. <laughs> It's hard to be glowing about them. Um, Brandon Hyde was hired with, I think, almost all the fans and the front office's full intention of being a guy to get them through the rebuild. And then they find a younger, maybe probably analytically minded guy to take the team when they're ready to contend. And Brandon Hyde is like blown past all expectations. I don't think anyone expected him to be the guy that was going to lead this team to a 100-win season. And yeah. he said, like, screw all expectations. And he, he literally just did it. I think I don't – I mean, there's things you can nitpick about certain things he does. Like, but honestly, altogether, he pulled a team of a bunch of young dudes without any true superstars and won 101 games in the toughest division in baseball. Yeah. And that, that you bring up a good point there because that division was brutal. I mean, you know, even the Yankees that we laughed at because they had one of their worst, you know, years in a while, they finished above 500. Yeah. yeah. Didn't the entire division finish above 500? Boston was just below. I think okay. they won somewhere around 77, 78 games. Meanwhile, Minnesota, I think, was the only team in the Central that was above 500. So, I mean, yeah, yeah they, right. the, the Orioles had the gauntlet all year. And they, even down the stretch, um, when they had a, you know, they would lose two out of three or whatever else, they always found a way to get that, that win on a Sunday at the end of a shitty series and just keep grinding it out. And that's why I'm hoping that this five-game series isn't their downfall. I'm hoping that we're not catching Texas, who's just red hot at the plate, and they steal one game on the road to start, and now it's like, oh, shit. Well, you know? that, that's, that's a problem. If they win game one, then they got their best pitchers coming for games. Yeah, then you, yeah, then you tighten bad. up. You know? well, that's a bad, but just even <laughs> pragmatically, that's a bad sign. It is. You, know? you got to beat the guy who shouldn't be pitching. Yeah. 
now we got it. We got to take care of business tomorrow. Um, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm excited. I have thought since about probably early to mid August that there was no way it wouldn't be Baltimore, Houston for the AL crown. Yeah. You know, I, that and, always, and considering and the fact that us playing Tampa would be just about impossible. I think Baltimore, Houston has always been what a lot yeah, of people. Yeah. And obviously Houston brings with it a whole lot of problems because they're fucking loaded. Um, and they have the experience. They've got the year. experience a hundred percent. Um, <laughs> yeah, but a bunch of cheaters. Um, yeah. So, so I guess for the O's to make it, they're really going to have to go through the state of Texas. It's they're going to have to beat some really good teams, but I think what a lot of for specifically Orioles fans is hard to comprehend is the fact that like the Orioles are actually a very good team. Like the pitching's there. The bullpen obviously suffers without Bautista, but Cano, um, Coulomb Wells has been shut down since he came back. DL has looked good for a long time and the offense is there. It, I think they can do it. And then um, the other reliever that I think <clears throat> gives us, um, uh, you know, a nice little uh, infusion of energy out of the bullpen is it, is it Fujiyama or f- how do you say uh, his last name? Fujinami. The yeah, Fujinami. unfortunate issue yeah. is with the playoff roster going from 28 to 26, the question is, is he even going to make the playoff I roster? heard that, and, and I found that hard to believe, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, but their fourth, fifth, and sixth starters have to be there because you need the long relief guys yeah. in addition to that fourth starter as the as the thing goes on. So we just talked about the rotation being Bradish, Rodriguez, and Means. We didn't bring up Dean Kramer. We didn't bring up uh, Gibson, and we didn't bring up Flaherty. I mean, those are three legitimate starters. So, I mean, yeah, it, it makes me feel good that if one of these guys has a stinker in the first couple innings, Give him a short leash because you've got three legit starters that's, that can that's come true. You could, yeah, you could do it like a game seven. Yeah. Every game's a game seven. Exactly. You know? There's honestly a fourth guy who I actually really like, uh, Cole Irvin. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he struggled at times starting us, but he came back from either an injury or being sent down, and he, he pitched pretty well. And last year in Oakland, he was actually a very solid pitcher. Like I think in the mid to high threes in ERA, through a lot of innings, and he, he can come out of the bullpen and give good innings. He's a lefty, which is always – Absolutely. Against a team that has Corey Seager in the starting lineup. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could you could use anybody at any time. Yeah. Be like Kramer, be ready. You're going to you're going to second. That's right. Of course. I mean, because usually in the playoffs, you're going a three to four man rotation. I think if we do have a fourth guy make a start, I think it has to be Kramer. Kramer, because of the um, experience, I think my personal uh, vote would be for uh, Gibson. I think that kid's got he's got the moxie. But, uh, you know, uh, hey. Great problem to have. It, it, we're talking about it three is. legitimate starters that you know are able to. Yeah, no, it's it's a very good problem to have. You have three guys who are pitching like front of the line arms, and then <laughs> yeah. another three guys who are I'd say mid rotation arms. That's yep. six solid MLB starters for a team. That's Reminds me a little of the Nats in 2019. Not going to lie, you know. Yes, yeah. you had Straws and and you had um, Scherzer. Scherzer, but. It, the, the list just went on and on. And, I mean, guys coming out of the bullpen, just giving them two innings here and there. I mean, they, they, had, they had the riches in the, in, you know, in the pitching side of things, and they had the timely hitting. Baltimore could do that. All yeah, right. Definitely could. Prediction time. All Todd, right, prediction give time. Give it to me. <laughs> All right, I think the O's win this one. Um, I think it takes them four games. I think they win it in game four in Texas. I concur. I say the same thing because of the pitching and the depth. Mm-hmm. I want to say O's in five, but – Jordan Montgomery being there for the fifth game is scary because we cannot hit left-handed pitching. So I'm going to say O's and four. We're not going to we're not going to need to see Jordan Montgomery again. We're going to shell the right-handed pitchers they throw, and it's not going to take five uh, O's and four. Okay, I like it. All right, then the other side of the bracket in the American League is Houston and Minnesota. I think Houston sweeps that one personally. I can certainly see that because Houston is far more talented on paper. Minnesota, I mean, watching those games against Toronto. The games, I know it'll only be two if the game goes, if the series goes five. The games in Minnesota, that place was going crazy. The, I mean, did you guys see the Vladdy getting picked off a second play? Because yep. they couldn't hear the third base coach. That place was so loud. Yeah. And that team is playing good baseball right now. I, and they just won their first playoff series in 20 years. Yep. I think Houston wins that series. I think they're a far better team, but I think can't count out Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, lo- I love playoffs. I, I love mean, playoffs in every the sport. The Twins haven't been any good since they had the kid as the manager. <laughs> All right. I don't know anything about Houston except for they had cheaters, and I like cheaters, so I think Houston's going to win. I like, <laughs> cheaters. Like, you like cheaters. First person to ever say that. Uh, um, and then in the National League, the, the presumptive favorite is the Dodgers, right? Yeah, 
the the NL has two teams that are just unbelievable. The Dodgers and the Braves, right? Yeah. Dodgers and the Braves. I mean, honestly, a Final Four, as boring as baseball can be at times for for your average fan, if you had Baltimore, Houston, and then Dodgers and Braves, I mean, you're talking about four historic, proud franchises that are all just loaded with with talent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be that would be a great Final Four for baseball. Let's let's have it. Let's do it. Come on, What's the fuck writers. about the other three? Let's go O's. Let's go O's. Yeah, good call. Fuck uh, everybody I, else. Fuck I wanna, everybody else. I want to play Atlanta in the World Series. I Atlanta is so unbelievably good. I just cannot see that team winning the World Series this year. They they have no pitching. <laughs> Spencer Strider, everyone is like all over him saying he's one of the best pitchers in the league because he strikes a lot of guys out. People saying he should win the sign. He had a a four ERA almost. That team has no pitching. They all fell apart down the stretch. One of the best offenses in MLB history, like literally no exaggeration, but pitching is king in October. Yeah. Yep. And Freddie Freeman is still just lighting it up, right? Freddie is lighting it up for the Dodgers. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I jumped Matt there. Matt Olson yep. is lighting it up in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta got rid of Freddie Freeman, which seemed crazy, and they, they didn't even miss a beat. They pick up Matt Olson. He had 140 RBIs. That, that's insane. I just I saw I saw Freeman down the stretch. I think in September had had like a 10 game stretch where he was hitting like 600. I want uh, homers. I want Olsen tested before the series. <laughs> yeah, you'll be on the field to do one of the hand checks for him. And be like, we have a substance over here. Yeah, get this guy out of here. Man, get your fucking ass. For, here. for our sake, I yes, I hope that Atlanta and LA just go down both. I mean, I don't see it happening, but for our like those teams are. I, can we beat them? Absolutely. I was at a game against the Dodgers this year, and we put up a good fight. I don't think we ended up winning the game, but Rodriguez pitched solidly. Bullpen kind of fell apart a little bit, but we can hang with those guys. But that lineup, for both them and Atlanta, it never stops. You get past a guy, you get past Mookie Betts, and you have Freddie Freeman. You get past Ronald Acuna, and you have uh, Marcelo Zuna, Matt Olson. It's unbelievable. It's one through nine, those guys. just. Well, and, and I think they are, they are probably saying the same thing about Baltimore and Houston. You know, I look at that Baltimore lineup, and the great thing about Baltimore this year, look down the bench, every single one of those utility guys is a pain in the ass at the plate. Even they, Ryan McKenna is exactly right at times. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, oh, we all you know, they got they, they look, man. You don't get to this point in the year at a hundred wins in a, in the grind that is Major League Baseball without having a pretty complete team, and and it's good to see the Orioles have you know a pretty complete team. Got to do it now. Yep. Now now it's time. Now it's time. So we're down to hours now. I love it. Terrifying. Love it. One, one o'clock. I'm what time are you guys getting there tomorrow? Uh, gates open at 1230. My dad said maybe 1130 we get it there. I mean, it's. I mean, I love to be up there. and It's one of my favorite places to be, but what are you going to do for three hours before the game starts in the stadium? Especially yeah. when you can't go to Pickles. Yeah. Pickles, man. Got to love. Got to. I mean, I. I can go in there. My dad can get beer, but I just got to sit there and eat wings. But I wouldn't complain. That's a fun place to be on game day. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, the whole the whole area around the stadiums in Baltimore is awesome. Um, I'm just hoping that the weather gets in and out of here tonight and tomorrow morning and isn't an issue. I'm I'm seeing more so rain in the morning before. Yeah, the game. I'm, I'm seeing that I'm as well for good weather during the game. It just it just helps lift the spirits of the. Crowd. I, I think it's I think it's going to be overcast in like upper 60s. I think it's right. going to be a perfect baseball day. Yeah, it's perfectly fine for. I mean. We I, that crowd's gonna show up and be in the game regardless. No, no question. Splash zone. Uh, who's ready to be in the splash zone in November when it's twenty degrees outside during Let's the World go. Series? Let's go. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. I Nah, it's gonna be fun, man. Let's go O's. Let's go. Uh, let's go Caps. Let's go Caps. Jerry. Let's go Ravens. Let's go Hokies. <laughs> Let's go Hokies, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about that as we wrap up here, but they're uh, they get the nice little paltry uh, uh, matchup at Florida State tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that could be that. We're going to lose time. by three thousand points. Uh, uh, Sixty to three prediction final score. Punt on first down. George actually oh, told yeah. me on the way over. Do you guys need I, to start Grant Wells tomorrow? Because my man yes, Grant Wells. Exactly there we I go. Said. I said George Washington High School. We need drones. We need drones. We'll give Grant the the. Starting job against the five seed Florida State Seminoles, but we have no chance to throw them into the fire against Florida State. I love the strategy. I know it's great. Great Wells, you get the start today. Did I earn it, Coach? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because we need drones in future games. Situational awareness, right? We are. We listen to this podcast, and Jerry said anybody from that high school should not be starting at a Power Five. (laughs) Very quickly, we 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 should. I mean, we are coming off of a pretty big week. I mean. (laughs) 
So oh, the, is there the, a the chance? big hokey uh, pit game last week? Yeah, the, yeah. the toilet bowl is one of our buddies uh, <laughs> phrased it as. That game was watched by hundreds of people. Oh yeah, <laughs> on TV. I was not one of them. I left after the first drive. Yeah, wasn't his fault. Wasn't his fault. I bought Elizabeth a fucking ticket for the year. And she can't. Yeah, it was great. We, we were in North End. We you apparently the, can't go get a water and go return your seat. Thanks. We had the best seats in the goddamn house, right behind the right goal po- or the, the goalpost. And uh, I get a call from Izzy, and it's just, yeah, we just got kicked out because we didn't have wristbands. As I'm leaving, one of the security leaving, walking out of the gates, one of the security guards grabs my arm and says, "Where's your wristband?" I, I my jaw dropped. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm walking out of the stadium. Yeah, I don't have a wristband, which is why I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> are you going to keep me here in the game? <laughs> yeah, right. You want to interrogate me some more so I can see another quarter? <laughs> We're all going to transfer to UVA. Screw Virginia Tech. Uh, no, I'm not a, getting don't into Don't be UVA. assholes. I, I don't think any of us are getting into UVA. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for uh, imparting your wisdom on the hockey well, and thanks, the baseball fellas. front. Thanks and, for having uh, me. Wing, wings, beers, and, and tears. Me. Um, We will see you next week. Until then, peace. Later. Bye.